What's good, you guys? This is your car wrecked, and welcome to our Tales from series. In today's series, Tales from Greenville, North Carolina. In today's Tales from episode, we're going to be talking about the history and some of the amazing stories from this amazing town. Um, we're going to be going over some of the facts and data, as well as taking a look at some of what's coming in the future for the town. In this first episode, I do want to point out that some of the data can change um, in the future, if not the near future. Um, it can change at any given point in time, but I'll always be sure to keep you guys updated on that and update these episodes. So that way, you guys will be up to date. Um, but we're going to start with the history of the town. Um, for those that are unaware, it is the center and county seat of one of the most populous um, counties in the state. The county was actually established um, a couple years prior to the primary to the primary town, which at the time was known as Martinsboro. Now, why this is the case, it may have something to do with the fact that they probably stumbled into it after um, the county to the east, Beaufort County, gave the land to create this county. As with most counties, with the exception of, I think it was Pasquotank and Camden County, each county to the left was given that land from the county to the right. The exception is Pasquotank and Camden County. We're not going to get into that. Um, now, the principal city is called the county seat here. I'm not sure what it's called in other states. Um, but it's one, of, it's one of the largest, not the largest. I believe the largest in the state for the eastern side of the eastern side of the of the state is going to either be Wilmington or Fayetteville but it's of the it's those are the top two on this side of the state so this is probably the third largest and the eastern part of the state all the major cities are in the central part and this town is really bolstering a 94,000 population which is not bad for a mid-sized city and if you count if you count the neighboring sister towns which i know the neighboring sister towns are very 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 small in comparison but that they are very close together so there's actually a sister town called winterville and there are two towns simpson and grimesland that are within 10 and 15 minutes and there's a suburb called Eastern Pines. All of that together creates um, the majority of the metro. And out of the total metro, it's over 100,000. So it's really just, those are just extensions, um, of course with different names, of the city itself. They're really all it is. It's just an extension with their own governments. 
but they're essentially part of the same area, so they're not, so it's not like they're too far away. As a matter of fact, Winterville is so close that if I drew a line down in C11 in Greenville, the, um, from the Burger King down to uh, um, the current road, Fire Tower, it would make an L, it would make an L shape or at least a weirdly shaped bracket because the bottom left side would be Winterville, and it's so close together that the top right side has um, Greenville. But some of the buildings within that statistical area. They have Winterville addresses, even though they're in Greenville. That's how close they are. So that's so that's very interesting. It's very much like Bristol. It's much like Bristol because it's because it's not not divided in half by a state line, but it's divided in half by um, a natural boundary, the road, so to speak. So that's how close they really are. Now. In 1786, they went for the name Greenville, which actually actually was originally Greensville, but they just shortened it. I just that was just a personal preference. There's really no real history behind why they shortened it, um, but it, it was originally named after Nathaniel Green anyway. But they shortened it to Greenville because they um, just had a personal preference after they had named it Greensville. Um, now, there are some very interesting historical events. Now, um, aside from that, this was in the South, so in the 1800s, of course, there were slaves, unfortunately. And that's the darker side of the town. And, even, and it is a tobacco and cotton area at the time in the 1800s. Still was in the 20th century. They had a lot of tobacco factories. Still do, although they're being turned into business centers. They're being torn apart and remodeled as business centers with lots of glass and all that other good fancy stuff. But before that, in the 20th century and the 19th century, 18, um, 1900s and 1800s, in that order, they were actually originally tobacco plants and they had people... May, especially in the 60s prior, mainly segregated um, African Americans and in the 1800s slaves that were working in those barns to produce the tobacco that they wanted for their industry. Um, they did. They did have a service economy and still do, and they also had a business economy at the time. Um, and still do for that as well, but they mainly relied on their farming up until, I want to say probably 1970s, sort of. And that's, um, that's the general time frame for when all the farming within the city limits began to phase out, because after, because after the eight, 1980s, they were, the city had grown, had grown quite a bit, there was not really as many farms located within the um, city. As a matter of fact, if you go back um, far enough, the um, mall that is is actually still present to this very day, um, which at the time Eastern Pines, the southern portion, that didn't even exist. There was just just land. It just was land. And they took the land in the 1980s, I believe it was, and they built the mall on that land. It was originally owned by um, family. As actually, there were five families that um, they had a large stake of land, and they took that land 
and sold it so the city would have what it needed to build and actually i think in some cases the city kind of the city may have kind of pushed them to do it because you know most people if land being wealthy at the at that current point in time they were not going to give up their land willingly and so i think in order for them to get the land they either had to pay them a very large sum of money for it at the time or they would pressure them and typically cities do pressure people some to this very day they pressure people to give them that land because what happens is if they don't get that land they can't build there and so um the state now has a property acquisition law that they have to pay you equal value. Of course, we all know that's not usually how it works, but it's because according to the law, it says equal, um, equal or greater value, but not significantly less than is essentially what it's telling you. And that by most, account, by most accounts from the people that have had their land taken, um, they disagree with having that land taken because because they even if they do get value for it it's not it's usually not the full value of what they paid because of the way the law is written see the way the law is written and i and i'm not a law analyst but i know that but i know this to be a fact fact because it's been reported so many times on the news is that the way this law is written is that it's the value of the home at the time that it's being bought if it's um the law needs to be changed where it's the value of the home at the time that it was initially bought not the time that it not the time that it exists and that it's been that it's been there on that property which i need to correct myself because the first i said bought i needed to correct myself there but if it's at the time that it initially exists in that area but it's not at the time that it was bought for the a higher price then you can see why people are upset because they get less value for their home than what they paid. As homes are supposed to appreciate, but if they have people next to them and their property value or anything in their yard and a property value does decrease, that can be quite upsetting. And some people, a lot of people have that issue, um, especially African-American communities because their property value, and this is a very sad statistic, Statistically, African-American property value is always less, and so when they bought their houses, it's even worse for them because they, because the naturally their houses are already worth less, so they get even less than what a normal family would, normal family would get if they were not African-American, then they, then even if their value is less, they don't suffer as much. So it's kind, so it's kind of a system issue there. And I, I kind of fault the way it was written. It needs to be rewritten, in my opinion. It just needs to be rewritten. Um, anyway, and now we're in the 21st century. And with the 21st century, I do want to point out that there's a lot of change going on here. Um, for example, um, yeah. For example, we're building a lot of stuff, and we're also getting a lot of roads resurfaced. I know they recently started, they recently built a park um, across the river. They've been doing a lot of stuff here. Um, and as a fun fact for you, um, Mr. Beast actually lives here, which honestly, um, until six years ago, me being a content creator, I should have already known this. Um, I started my podcast two, um, 
Actually, I started my podcast last year. I had a pilot in 2020, but I started my podcast last year, officially, this one, the one that I'm currently doing, and, um, I, for six, up until six years ago, I didn't even really know that Mr. Beast lived here. I honestly had never seen him. I knew he was, I knew he existed, because I, because I saw his videos on YouTube, but I didn't know he lived in my town until, um, six years ago, because that's when... That's when I began, I learned from a friend that he had done some stuff here, and I tried to figure it out. I was like, how could he have done some stuff here? Because most YouTubers, they, um, you know how they, you know how they like to be in their little bubble? That most of them are like, like in their bubble where they don't want to come out because the popularity and the fame is gonna, is kind of, can also be dangerous at the same time. Apparently, apparently he, so apparently that's how I came to find out that he actually lives here, because unlike most YouTubers who stay in their bubble in their house, or they do videos out and about in their own community, they don't go to other communities, this, um, this YouTuber actually goes out to, out everywhere, and then, and then in, if I, I looked at some of the videos he had, most of them were from here, because I could, because I actually saw the buildings that were actually the same buildings that we have now. So I was like, "Huh, oh, he does live here." And I did a little and I actually and actually a friend told me that as well after the fact. So that's for, so so that was interesting to find out. So that so he's not he's not in the list of notable people from here. I don't know why he's not in the list. Um he's he should he should be in the list. I think it's because he's an influencer and not a not somebody like an athlete or something or um a media personality he that's why his name's probably not in the list of notable people if you pull up notable people from here he's probably not in the list he should be in the list i don't know why he's not in the not in most lists i think i think there has to be another reason behind that other um probably most likely is an influencer and i don't think there's a section for influencers in most of the notable people lists but i can I can check on that later on. I think I might check on that and tweet that out later. That's something that I might look into doing. May, not going to. I said I might because, you know, um, you have to be careful what you're tweeting out. So, yeah. Um, now we have a list of employers. Um, this is a very interesting list of employers. Of course, now the top employer is Vident, which is healthcare. Followed by the two major school systems, which is the college, university, East Carolina, and the public school system, um, PCS, and then those are, those are education systems, and then we have two major companies, Thermo Fisher Pharmaceuticals and Hyster and Yale Lift Trucks, and they're in reverse order. I should have said Hyster Yale first. We have the Greenville government, of course. Then we have PCC, um, my, I'm duly enrolled in that college right now, you guys already know I'm in high school, you knew this from the start, and that's education, and then we have the county, which, the county government is ironically smaller than the city government's employment, I would have thought the county government would have been larger due to there being more towns in the county than there, than there are build are probably, um, are probably like, I don't know, more towns in the county than gosh, I can't use can't use anything from the city as a reference because the city's so big. I guess that only works if you have like a rural county and the and then you have a large population. Like 
I honestly honestly couldn't figure that one out. Walmart is actually a it's actually number ten, a department store, which is actually very which is actually very weird because Walmart is not a not a well Walmart's a corporation, but it's not a locally run corporation. Every every other co corporation up here is a locally run corporation that is based in this town. Walmart is not anywhere based in this town. They're based out of, I believe, Arkansas. So that's not so that I don't even know how they made it on the list, but they're on the list. Well, I guess you, I guess there's one outlier there. If we don't if we don't include Walmart, then Maine Pharma Physicians East, GUC, DSM, A10s, and Grady White would be number ten through fifteen. If we excluded Walmart, I'm gonna exclude Walmart because they're not locally based. Everywhere else is locally based. It's very, which is very nice. Um, now I do want to go. I do want to go over a little bit of some issues that have probably been going on um for the past year or so. Because there have, because there have, there have been some. There have been a couple issues, not many. Or maybe a couple years back, may I would probably say five years or so, because you know there are always some there are always some downsides to this place. Now, violence and crime, I can tell you that from personal experience, because I'm here, is extremely low. <laughs> like it is extremely low here. The only um violent crime is not is not large. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's small either, but it's not large. If you go to a, if you go to, it's not. It's probably. It's probably not even. Not even higher than the neighboring county, and they ha and they have a large violent crime rate. So it's not. So um. So it's not. It's not as. It's not large. It's not as large as ever as the other urban centers, like you know the state capital or Charlotte. Charlotte ha actually Charlotte right now is a hot spot for police chases. I can't remember. I can't count how many videos I've seen in the past five years that have been dated for the past five years where people have had a street chase um, in the interstate and have got and have gotten their car rolling blocked into into a traffic pole and gotten arrested. That that is a hotbed. They're a, they are a hotbed for that, and I only know that because because I've actually I've actually seen the reports, and they are and their news organizations they have helicopters there. Our news organization does have a helicopter, but they have the helicopters that they keep at their own studio and not at the airport. And what they and what they do is whenever they have a chase, they go into the sky and cover it. Like the uh, like in all major cities, like like Los Angeles and whatnot, they have that. Well, there have been so many chases over the past five years that have ended that have ended up on the news over there that I I can't even keep account of them. And so and so their their crime out there versus our crime that's it's not large, not as large as it not as large as it was like ten years ago, because ten years ago we had a problem. I think my, I think most I think most of that has to do with the fact that with um with the demographics being so diverse here and with the and with our um economic system not being not being not being terrible like other cities 
and with there being resources to help people um, all throughout the entire city, it prevents it, it's keeping crime to a low. But that's not the only thing keeping crime to a low. The other thing is um, the police. The police are doing are doing an amazing job here. And the one the reason why I say they're doing an amazing job is because every single thing that could happen, they've either de-escalated it or just absolutely prevented it. They're, they're, um, um, the speed, the speed and traffic enforcement units keep, um, keeping the crime off, um, crime from, um, traffic violations. And actually, some, I think the state troopers have a role in that too, because they're, they've been out and about as well. And they've been keep, and they've been keeping tabs on the school zones, like them, school zones, because, you know, I, I'm, there are actually cops that have speed guns, and they have been, and I've seen several been, people been pulled over. So it's not, so the cops are doing, doing an amazing job, because they're actually, they're actually, most cops in some cities, they wait for the crime to come to them, but what's been happening recently here is that our cops here have actually been going to the crime so it's um so um in instead of waiting for it to happen they're going out and preventing it from happening in the first place that's um that's why our, that's why our crime rate is so low because they're going to it they're not they're not waiting for it to come to them like in larger cities like chicago they do go out and prevent the crime but most of the time the crime comes to them see if you go out and prevent it first then it does not it doesn't happen that's um, um that's actually really that's actually really good. So that's actually a really that's actually a really good job. Um so I, I did want to touch on that. Also also let me just point out <laughs> that let me just point out that I am I am never <laughs> I am never ever ever never ever ever gonna I'm going to going to go out on a limb and because I know, because I know, I, I know, I said stuff about the speed guns. Hmm. So let me just, so let me just clarify. If you, um, um, if you know, if you know something about, um, this is, and this is a very, and this is a very good point. If you're very knowledgeable and you, and you know something about a certain t subject, it doesn't matter if it's police or government or whatever. If you know something about a certain subject. That if you blurt it out loud, could harm the system that they have in place. Whatever you do, don't say it. Like if you know something about another country that could help the enemy and it's not classified, even if it's not classified, don't share it because what because because what happens is the element of surprise is gone and you can't you can't use that method anymore you have to switch tactics so what so um so whatever you so i just wanted to point that out the only reason i mentioned the speed gun was because the speed gun everyone knows everyone sees it everyone knows it's there thing um things that are more that are more sensitive you should not you should not share that because that can throw things in the wrong direction and throw them off balance plus there are people who who say certain tactics who get in trouble for saying certain tactics because the tactics that they shared they were not supposed to know about and if they somehow know about them then they have to try and get them before somebody else finds out something that they're not supposed to know or at least if or if it falls into the wrong hands it can be used against them so you want so that so that's a quick that's a good point that I wanted to make is that you should not share things 
that can that could inadvertently or advertently harm an agenda that is to protect the just to protect people that um that would actual that actually um get you in, get you into hot water and in some states some states they have been known to be they have been known to put targets on your back and in some cases actually throw you in jail for it because um, um there, there's a there's a limit to which you should do that and you need to know the limit because if you share share too much you might get in trouble so i'm just pointing that out so that um so that so that you are aware now the now this is the this is the last thing that i'm going to cover and that is the fun well, I should have done that in the beginning, but, you know, I was too busy wrapping on history and facts. Now we're going to move to the fun stuff. Recreation. Actually, the recreation is so good here that I don't, um, that the, that the only other city that could probably top it, or cities that could probably top it, are Raleigh, Greensboro, and Charlotte. This, that's how, that's how good, the, that's how good and expansive the recreation program is. And our recreation program, unlike a lot of recreation programs, is very inclusive. So people that have disabilities and whatnot, they um um they can get in on it. This is not one of those towns where you have to pay for every single thing that goes on. As a matter of fact, the entirety of the the entirety of most of the athletics for um people with disabilities is actually free here. And and there are some things you have to pay for for them, but they're like a, like special events. But for the athletics, that is free. Um, and most of the stem and there are and there are programs throughout the summer that are free as well. Um, the only exception to that is summer camps and special events. Otherwise, everything here for recreation is free. Um, and I think there is a batting arena that might not be free, um, but that's that's batting, and I think that's mainly for teams. So if you ever have a team or something and you want to compete, you have to pay for the team to enter. But otherwise, everything here for recreation, majority of it is free. Um, and the things at the park, like the Fourth of July celebration, you can just go up. You can just go up there, walk there, bike there, and. I mean, as long as you don't park in a place where the cops have designated you not to park in, you're fine. You just park, go, have fun. There's there, there's really not many restriction, restrictions to that, except you have to follow the park rules. And then, of course, no alcohol, no smoking, that kind of stuff. But um, no dogs without a leash, and no, and definitely no ATVs. Although I have seen ATVs at ATVs at one of the parks in the in the rural area. I think that I think that has more to do with the fact that they are just not going to get caught because 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 they're outside the city limits. The park ranger's not there, and I mean they're not using guns. They're technically not supposed to do it. However, they're in a large park. There's there's space. It's like several acres, so it's not so there's not confined. The playgrounds are not up on each other. They're like off to the side. The recreation center is off to the road, and the park extends to the forest and the dirt trails. So they do have some leeway to ride their dirt bikes and ATVs there. Now, as far as riding them at smaller parks, you can't do that. They just you actually can't even fit your ATV in those parks, quite quite honestly, because there'd be too many people there. The inner city parks, you can't ride them there. You um you can get away with riding them. Um, on the 
outside the outside parks, but they discourage it. They strong, I would put it that way. They strongly discourage it. It's against the rules, but they're but the the park rangers typically don't stop people from doing it because there is a maximum space. There's a maximized space there, and because as long as they don't ride it like right up on the sidewalk and everything, if they ride it in the dirt area where there's like where there's closer to where the farms are, where there's like nothing there. They usually don't say anything, and I've and I've seen this happen because there have been park rangers sitting right there, while people have their bikes, motorbikes, and ATVs out, and they've said nothing. So I mean, um, so um, so you do have some leeway to ride your stuff there, and if you have your own private land, you can do that too. I saw a kid. <laughs> this is a funny story. I saw a kid the other day. I think it was last week or the week before. He was uh, he was out in the sunlight where we were going to the Wal. We were going to Walmart, and there was a there was a field by the train tracks. So while the train was the train was going, we were stopped. I see a kid riding back and forth on a dirt bike. I think he had to have been like closer to. My my age he had to have been at least 15 or 16 because i'm i'm because like i'm i'm not i'm i'm not i'm no, i'm like kind of somewhere i'm probably like not even that far away from his age and i could tell because he was about my height but he um he was riding his dirt bike all around there like he he would go by the trees and then he would come back around and do a little bit of a drift like a sot like a side drift with his dirt bike and then speed off in the other direction back towards the substation that was over there and then he would come back around I was like i thought like i'm i'm like this if you have if you have a place to ride you gotta ride like that those things are fun you gotta ride dude you gotta ride. Like, if you have a place to ride, go ahead and ride, dude. Go ahead and ride. That is a very good, surefire way um, to have fun right there. You gotta ride. Alrighty then, you guys. Um, one more thing. Um, these episodes, um, I'm, no, I started this little mini-series. Um, in the future, not sure how many episodes I'm gonna do of this. Um, I'm not sure how many I'm gonna do of this per week or per ev or per like day or whatnot. I have not figured out a time frame for it, so just be on the lookout for these episodes, cause this is something that I intend to do. I'm adding mini series constantly, um, here because I want to try and expand my podcast to different areas, um, of what can be done. So yeah, um, anyway you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, I am your correct, and do not forget that, if you know me in real life, do not say my, do not say my real name around, around people who don't, because, um, I'm trying to keep myself on my podcast anonymous as possible, for safety reasons. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am out of here. And look, you guys, this is the first episode. I think we say we did a good job. <laughs>